You're listening to a podcast from the Lakes Church in Cairns, Australia. This weekend, we were supposed to have a visitor from the United Kingdom with us. Mike Pilavachi is the founder of Soul Survivor Church in Watford in the UK and also the founder of the Soul Survivor Movement, which aims to equip and raise up young people in their generation. Mike visited our church in 2018 and we had a wonderful weekend with him. He had us in stitches laughing. He brought some incredible insight and wisdom from the Bible. And he also facilitated some really powerful times of ministry where people's lives were impacted by God. And so we had Mike set to come back to Cairns this weekend, but unfortunately because of coronavirus, he wasn't able to come. And so today, We have the very next best thing, which is a conversation that I recorded with Mike over Zoom. Welcome back to Cairns, virtually, Mike Pilavachi. Hi, mate. Hold on. Am I? I'm on, aren't I? You are on and loud and clear. You've probably heard this a thousand times, but something's happened to your hair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it has. It has. Well, we have had no... Uh, it was long before, and we've had no hairdressers open for for well over three months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, it's going to be cut off, but it can't yet. It's a massive. Everyone's booking the the barbers up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I bet. Yeah, you guys have had a pretty rough time with uh, with cases and restrictions over there still going on. Hey. Yeah, a lot more than you, except you've got it now in Melbourne. Yes. Um, yeah, that's worrying. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been bad and the it's, restrictions are just lifting now, but it's, uh, it's a concern that we're going to get another spike. Where you are around Cairns, is it, it's not been too bad the cases or has it? No, it hasn't. We haven't had very many at all. So most of our decisions are coming from the state. So Queensland, which goes right down to Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Uh, and then there are some national things as well, but mainly it's state by state. Yeah. Yeah. But where we are, it's been pretty good. I was up in uh, Port Douglas last week thinking of you, one of your favorite places. Oh, don't. I keep thinking about it. The weather here is awful. Oh, no. Because the one thing about being in lockdown is being able to go into the garden, but it's wet and cold all day after day at the moment. Uh, so I keep thinking of Cairns and Port Douglas and Cape Tribulation and all of that. Anyway. places. Well, I was there last yeah. week and there was a light drizzle, so it was down to about 25 degrees Celsius, a little bit cold. Oh, poor you. I, I feel Now I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, has it been for you without travel? I suppose immediately there's some, some uh, perks of that, but in the long run, how's it been? Yeah, it, immediately it was, was been wonderful. Um, uh, now at the stage of gosh, it, it'd be nice to to go and serve, especially as um, my new interns arrive in September, and um, obviously it'd be lovely taking places. But it has been lovely for me. It's been, it's been. I won't say it's been a sabbatical because actually trying to lead a church in lockdown is harder work than ever. Um, what are the, what are the ministry times like online for your own church or when you do things like this? Cause you can't read a room. 
uh, but the Holy Spirit's still active. What's it like? Well, the reading the room is, uh, that's for me, preaching and teaching, that's where it really comes in because it's like, um, you know, just getting a sense of where people are at and adjusting. And, and of course you can't do that at all um, online. Um, and uh, that's, I'm intuitive rather than that with ministry. Um, we've, we, 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 we make space now um, for, for the Holy spirit to move in people's homes. And of course I have no idea at that time what's happening, but it's just about making space. And then, I, I wasn't sure, but we decided that we would ask the Lord to give us words um, for people. And the thing I wasn't sure about, and I still slightly cringe, is that can be so, if I, if you don't mind me saying it like this, you know, American Christian TV. Yeah. And we just don't want to do that. And what's great is being able to say, oh, this you've responded here. Because we're not going to say the next Sunday, oh, we had a res- you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, but it's lovely when people see, you know, um, so we give words, but it has actually been incredibly encouraging. Oh, including this was crazy. Um, uh, um, a young lady in Milton Keynes, um, not a Christian and, um, uh, a friend of hers is a Christian and he persuaded her. So she's atheist to just have a look. Um, and so she came online and she said, what she said was, you know, I thought, I, I don't believe what they say, but it feels like family. And then we had a word that there's someone here watching. Um, there's a struggle in your family and the name Lucy is meaningful and it's really, really difficult. And you've been saying, God, are you there for me? Are you, is this real? And the Lord wants to help you in your relationship with Lucy. Well, she got in touch and she was like, and she wrote us a long email as well as phoning and said, I'm not a Christian. I've I've been an atheist. My family life is terrible. I'm late teens, early twenties, late teens. And um, um, I've had a terrible relationship with my mum and her name is Lucy. And she was like, I started crying when you said that. And it's like, does God know? Is he there? Does he know? And so she's on a journey and she's now started coming on online alpha. So we'll see what happens. That's awesome. So there's been, and that's great. But at the time you have no idea and you feel a bit, you know, like silly, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. Very cool. And how's your ministry team? How, you know, you and Andy and the team, how are you guys coping with everything? They are, they're, they're doing great. I mean, we're, we're <laughs> um, one of our pastors has terminal cancer. Um, and this is just hard in this time, you know, um, um, and, um, and, you know, others have had issues with relatives dying and, um, and illness themselves. But it's a phenomenal team and we stick together and we love each other and um, everyone's serving and um, yeah. And Andy and Beth, um, they, they're just, they're an amazing young couple, to be honest. Um, you know, they've got four boys, five and under, and I just adore them. They're the most 
lovely, lovely kids. And, um, yeah. So I'm in a, cause I'm, I'm single and I live alone. And because of my diabetes and other health issues, um, I've had to be, I've had to be isolated, but now I'm in a bubble with them. So yeah. I've been adopted. So, um, I see them, you know, I mean, I was in touch every day anyway, just with my friends, cause this is my family. Mm. And I'm just, even though we've been apart a lot now that we're able to see each other more, like we're, we're now meeting as pastors in the, in the church building instead of on zoom yeah. sitting socially distanced in a big circle, but it's so much nicer being physically present. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. And just spending, you know, it was, I found it hard. Um, we're, we're really close, you know, and so we love working together but God's called us to do it like this. But the hardest bit is sometimes being away for three weeks and then coming back. And you know, when the kids are little, they, they grow in three weeks mm. and I'm loving going on the journey with them. I saw all those boys. I saw bits of your service from Sunday, the blessing at the end with Andy and Beth and the boys, and they're all calling yes. over everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so... <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're incorrigible. They they are wonderful, but they're just they're 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 full of character. Mm-hmm. They're full of character, and and the church loves it because it's a complete mess. They 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 won't. But it's kind of for folk who have been isolated. It's it's just a taste of family, really. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how how, uh, how important are we as people to each other, and and how can we? connect in this season how how are you finding it yeah i i this is a massive one for us because we we've been saying for we, we church is a family not a business and we need to be family and do you know what we've realized it it's the hardest thing to do family over zoom when you're distanced but it's so important it's so so important to um, to be family and to do it, and there's ways you can do it. So we we're in touch all the time. Andy and I do a podcast every day. We've done it every day, a video and audio. We've done oh well over a hundred now, um, and for our church. So it's six to nine minutes, six to ten minutes, um, and it's just a thought. And we have our live stream, which we do live, um, even though it goes wrong, because we want it to be real. Um, we're in touch as a, a pastors. We're in touch with each other. Um, we're, we're in touch with those who are struggling. Um, we have a hotline, you know, and we encourage people. We've, we had, since the lockdown, we've had 160 people join new connect groups. Wow. So since the lockdown, because we said, we kept telling you in a church of our size, the way we're a family of families, 160 people have joined connect groups. And now we're doing virtual coffees. So small groups are, uh, are having, and after the morning, after the live stream service, a whole load of connect groups, they meet together on Zoom and, and they have coffee and, and donuts and they chat with each other for 15 minutes before they go. Um, Yesterday, because we've just eased lockdown, 
we had yesterday a, a, a cafe um, for the first time in our building, and we could only see 60, 70 <coughs> because it, they have to be two meters distance from each other. And I cooked Greek. I was, I was, I was there in the church kitchen at five yesterday morning and we, I cooked it. We as pastors, we served it that 70 people came that people were, were, were welling up as they walked through the door because it was the first time. And with leftovers, we then packed some of them up and we drove different ones of us to the homes of people who are isolated for different reasons. And we, 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 we gave them to them. This is so you can be included. And we have to be imaginative as to how we do community when we're not together, but it's about friendship. And I'm just talking as a leader, some of the things we've done as leaders, but actually what we're doing is encouraging people, Hey, just ring someone. Um, do FaceTime with someone, send someone a little note, a little text, go for a distance walk in a park. You know, you can, you know, now six people can meet outdoors and, and go for a walk. Some of ours, they did a distance um, in the park near my house. They've been doing distance, um, what do you call it? Uh, fitness training. So they've all stood and, and one of them has been leading Whatever it is, others will be going for cycle rides. You know, there's a variety of things. Mm, yeah. But, but so it's vital. Mm. It's vital. Yeah. And, and it's bringing hope, certainly to God's people, that he, God does not waste things. You know, he doesn't. And when we see, and even we begin to ask, what, I don't, what, what, what might you want to do in this time? I, I love, there's one of my favorite verses is Romans 8, 28. For we know, says Paul, we know, and he was writing it from a prison and he spent, he wrote a lot of his letters from prison. We know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And I don't think he causes evil. I think he works in even our mistakes and our sins. He doesn't cause our sins. He doesn't like our sins. Our sins sent Jesus to the cross. He died for our sins. But even our mistakes, even he works all things together for the good of those who love him. And so when you start asking a question, what do you want to teach me through this? What do you want to teach me? Wow. That changes your perspective, I think. Mm. So, that's- so I know for you guys, it's, you know, and for you, it's a novel experience because you've had a million years of growth. You know, you're, you're, you're the one country in the world that's no, no one remembers a recession or anything. Um, and, so, you know, it's like, oh, wow, this is a novel experience. But for us as Christians, do you, are you, are you using this time to take us deeper? Are you using this time that we would, that we would see what is really important, what, what isn't? That we would, that we would go further out. We would not waste any, in a moment when we're over this to reach people with your good news in word and deed, all those things. 
This was a fun, wide-ranging conversation with Mike, and we're going to bring more of what Mike shared next week, in particular as he speaks about going through a wilderness time and a a time that feels like a desert in your life and it feels like God is far away, what that's like and how God meets you in that place. And so that's going to be in Church Online next week. But for today, I'd just love to pray for you, particularly around the stuff that Mike shared about loneliness and isolation. You know, I know for each of us, there are people that we would have been spending time with in this season and haven't been able to. There are people that we were going to travel to go and see and we haven't been able to do that. Or there are people that we've just been separated from because of restrictions, even to come and be part of church together that that you are really missing. So I'd love to pray for you today. We're going to pick up the conversation next week with Mike, but I'd love to finish today as we move into a song by praying for you. So so would you join me as we pray together? God, we thank you for Mike and his, his honesty and vulnerability about his isolation, his loneliness. And we thank you for the way that you've provided for him along the way with your spirit and with other people. And so, Lord, I ask for every person who's lonely, who's isolated, who's missing someone today, that you would be close to them with your spirit, that your presence would be very noticeably near to them today, and that you would provide others, you'd provide people to be close, to be encouraging, to be calling, to be texting, to be spending time with. And Lord, I pray, not just that we would receive that, Lord, I pray we could be that for others. We could be the encouraging text. We could be the connecting phone call. We could be the one spending time with someone who really needs it today and this week. I ask that you'd help us to be that and that you would provide for us in our needs as well. In Jesus' name, amen.